The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I'm a free agent, head coach, and analyst, and welcome to our guest, the Lions Rough Drafts podcast, day seven of the World Championships. We are looking at Group D. D is in death. D is in destiny. D as don't you dare forget that this is Walter's favorite team fighting for their lives here. There's a lot to break down. Uh, unlike yesterday's podcast where we basically resorted to Disney fun facts. There will be no fun facts. There will only be uh, a huge a breakdown as we try to figure out which of these two-in-one powerhouses is going to take the top spot and which one's going to be left home. These are good teams. And and by the way, uh, this is my co-host, Walter Cedis Vetchuk. I should probably introduce you at some point. Um, hey, people know who I am by now. <laughs> you would hope. I would um, hope. But yeah, this, I mean... I do you th- I I mean is it safe to say that the two seed that comes out of this group will be the strongest two seed? Like if you're looking at which two seed has a chance yeah. to get pull off an upset. Oh well, I mean it it'll it'll depend on what the breakdowns are. Like the two seed out of this group could get SKT and yeah. I mean maybe you get maybe there's a chance for an upset cuz SKT on on in week 1 did lose that game to Flash Wolves, but I mean that could just be the magic of Flash Wolves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- this will definitely they'll definitely have the fifth best team, maybe even the fourth best team going into uh, into the quarterfinals will co- have come out of this group. Um, but to say like oh they have the best chance of an upset, I mean we don't know. We st- Group A hasn't been decided yet, and Albus Knox Luna could still be the number one seed out of Group A. So oh, man. yeah, I it's you know fun <laughs> behind the curtain fact. We uh, consciously made the decision to record this during the Albus Knox Luna versus Rocks Tigers match because neither of us want to jinx this. We yep. are loving everything that's happening. And I just did, so... You, you're a monster. How dare you? What we, can I say? We planned some, this, Walter. We had some, a whole... Some people just want to watch the whole world burn. This, man, you broke the system. And, I mean, this... Whatever. You know what? We're going to move on. We're going to keep focus our focus on Group D for at least these next, you know, 40 minutes or so. And... It starts with Samsung Galaxy versus TSM. And I find this to be an incredibly interesting matchup. Mostly because, you know, TSM, last time on blue side, it was a very convincing win. I don't think it was ever in doubt who the better team was at the time. They were starting Wraith at the time. Core JJ, they've shown some more synergy with him as far as making team decisions really you know, moving around the map more efficiently and getting the most out of their players. Does it worry you that you're going to likely face Core JJ in this match? No. 
No. He's he's deficient in the laning phase and to the point where I think that Biofrost and Double Lift can really take advantage of that. Um, they've already kind of given away their game plan of like, Ambition's not going to get a double kill in the bot lane for them every yeah. single time. That was really why Samsung was able to get that victory over Royal was that they just got a double kill and they snowballed off of it. That's not going to happen to Double Lift and Biofrost. Um, I don't think Core JJ's champion pool is really in... I don't think his champion pool is great to play against super, super aggressive in-your-face laners like mm-hmm. Uzi and like Doublelift. Um, just, it's like Kench and Karma. They're very like... Karma is a lot of poke, but doesn't have a lot in terms of interaction in the lane outside of that poke, which I think it's an old... I think it's a Doublelift quote where he's like, skill shots just dodge them. I mean, like there, there's there's that kind it of quote. Is the most the banned years, support so. at this tournament right now. And for the record, you just said that Double Lift and Biofrost were too talented to get a you know double killed by Ambition, when the team that they did that to had Uzi and Mata. I just want to make sure that that's on the record that's, where we're going. That's not that. going to happen again. People are going to look at that film and go, "Oh, okay, this is what they're going to do." You like that's not going to happen again. I, but the other thing is, we're looking at a Korean organization. Like they, they've got to have multiple ways to win. I think the problem I have is can we okay. can we just stop with the Korean like filleting here, please? I'm they, we've proven over the course of this tournament that that doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. I'm That's, sorry. It's oh, now an SK. It's oh. SKT and rocks. It's not a oh the Koreans magically have this super secret stuff that makes them better than everyone. Like no, it's now a team thing. If you're gonna it's go back to team. that, you can point back to season four. Naj and White Shield wasn't a particularly great team. Like, you know, it's not like every Korean seed is always the best always, but there is an infrastructure gap. Samsung is a is one of not against TSM. Four not against TSM. I mean, they're one of not five organizations TSM. that have won the world championship. Every you know, this is a you know they've played SKT and the Rocks Tigers and KT Rolster week after week. Look, I, I I'm not trying to knock TSM. Parth has, has done a very you good don't job have in this to tournament. knock TSM. I just don't think that there is that large of an infrastructure gap when you look at someone like TSM. I think there is a gap between them and the top teams in Korea. The only thing you might be able to say is, well, maybe Korea has more like in-house sparring partners for each individual laner, but I just, I think that argument is completely, you need to wash your hands of it. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, I guess my counter argument would be you want to go down the list, your fourth place team versus Korea's fourth place team, fifth, fifth, sixth, sixth. Korea just has more depth. I would take KT Rolster over anyone else in North America. And in fact, I'd take KT Rolster over some of the teams in North America at this tournament. So... I, That's I, not who they're playing, so... It's, it's not, but you talk about, well, there is no gap, but there, there is, an, it, they do have this advantage that they play that quality of team week after week. They know how to prep. They know how, what they need to do, you know, prepping for that KT Rolster series, prepping for all of the playoff series that got them to where they are. They learning. have shown an ability to make adjustments. Learning. The key is going to be, is TS, you know, are those adjustments going to be enough? And this is where I agree with you. I don't see the path for them because it requires Crown to outplay Bjergsen or for QV to suddenly become this great power laner. And I don't see either of those becoming a thing. I just think it's a bad matchup for Samsung. But I, I am not ready to see the point that Korea has an inherent advantage because they play in the LCK every week, because they have all of these in-house things that have existed for decades before North America cared about this stuff. Like, that still does matter. It's closing. It's not close. 
But TSM. At least you can see my face right now because it's just. Look, you're the TSM fan. I'm not expecting you to say anything other than. It's not even coming from a TSM fan. Like, this is just, I'm really sick of this whole, just like, Korea is, Korea are the overlords because they are Korea. I just, I don't buy it anymore. Let's have a Korean, non-Korean team win worlds for any time in the last four years. How about that? We'll see. Like, we'll we'll see. We we, we will certainly have to see when best of fives roll around. That's when we'll know for sure. Until then, it's a best of one. And I agree with you that in this particular matchup, I don't think Samsung Galaxy has matched very well with what TSM is trying to do. So where did you put the line, Walter? I have TSM at minus 150. Yep, and so did I, and thus begins a string of unfortunate events that are going to be plaguing me throughout this podcast. (laughs) Um, We we split that one because we both got it basically on the nose. (laughs) The actual line is TSM minus 149. So we got it basically exactly. Okay, yeah, we nailed it. Awesome. It's, It's exactly where it should be. Um, those of you who are, you know, worshiping your Korean overlords, you can get Samsung at plus 115. I don't think there's value there, but you can do it. It's in play, I suppose. Um, let's, let's breeze through the next two games because they involve Splice. (laughs) And Splice is the this podcast what INTZ was on the last one. I mean, is there any reason to believe that Splice is going to play spoiler to these teams? They're going to they're gonna win a game. You think I they're going to win a game? I think out of the three European teams, they've played the best. I think they've been the strongest of the three European teams. Um, you know, I'll go back. They kind of were close to TSM. They played them pretty close. Um, they've shown moments where they, they do have that late game kind of playmaking potential. Um, the problem is they just have fallen behind by so much gold during the, the early to mid game that it's really, really difficult for them to come back. It's like they're, they're basically trying to play football with nine guys on the field against 11. And that's like it's possible to overcome it. It's just extremely, extremely difficult. And, and so, I would argue that, you know, if, if we're going to say, you know, TSM is as close as a Western team has ever come to Korean infrastructure, which I think is a fair point to make. Isn't Splice about as far away as any of these Western teams? Like, they were going to relegations uh, about a split ago. Yamato Cannon has never coached an international game uh, before this tournament. None of these players have ever seen time on the international stage. And you're playing three of the most experienced organizations, at the very least, that this tournament has. Every single one of these orgs has made it to Worlds multiple times. The organization thing, though, doesn't hold water necessarily because you have to then look and go, okay, TSM is probably a great example of your point of, like, organizationally, they have a ton of experience from top to bottom of being at international tournaments. I can't say that specifically about Royal or Samsung because we have no idea what the behind-the-scenes infrastructure is. We don't know if... I, I don't know off the top of my head if this is the same coaching staff that was there with Samsung Blue and White. I can confirm that at least the head coach is the head coach from the old Samsung days. Okay, like they don't, fine. Like, Koreans as a general rule, you'd really have to screw up in order to lose. Fine, up, but, but none of their players had any international tournament experience. In terms of that, so like that's that's why you, you say. Are you saying that Core JJ's NA LCS experience didn't prep him properly no, for the world? No, today? that's not that's not international. That that's not that's not why. Like I'm taking all that out. And I'm just thinking the five players that are going to be on on Summoner's Rift and Wonder has played terribly yes. through their first three games. And there's just something that tells me that Splice is is not so terrible of a team. They're going to lose all six of their games. And that Wonder is not so terrible that he's going to lose his lane six times in a row. There's going to be one game here 
where they come out and they ball and they game a bit and they're going to give one of these teams a run for their money. I don't know which team that is, though. I, I want to hazard that it's probably Samsung because I think Samsung has the weaker of the three top laners. But I, I just think Splice is going to win a game. I don't know which one it is, which is a problem since I'm a gambler. I mean, I, in another group, I would agree with you. I, I think the difference here is I, I think every team in this group is very strong. I I really loved the adjustments that Samsung made when they played Royal Never Give Up. I thought it was a smart draft. I thought it was a smart you know team play. And they were the ones that were looking the weakest of the big three at the time. Royal's been playing out of their minds uh, in everything but that Samsung game. And TSM recovered from the Royal loss beautifully. I don't look at any of those teams as being particularly weak uh, in terms of being able to prep for this kind of matchup in order to take advantage of the weaknesses. Because, you know, let's say that Wonder plays well. Okay, that's fine. Your AD carry is still copy. Your, Mickey is still having a terrible tournament. Sencox is still very mixed, and I would say much more negative than positive. Well, I have no fair. idea what Trashy's done in totally any fair. of the games. Like his, this is completely out of his champion meta. I just think you know, I, there is certainly something to be said about there is upset potential. You never want to mm-hmm. just say someone's going to be zero and six. Uh, G two is well on their way to zero and six, but <laughs> it is hard to lose all six of your games when Brazil can win a game. You would imagine yeah. that Europe is going to win a couple, a couple. more. You yeah, would, I think they've got like two more in them. Uh, one for H2K, one for Splice. So. But I just at, at the end of the day, you know, this is what we said two weeks into the EU LCS. We thought Europe had dropped off, and then we all forgot when they all did, you know, had some fun playoff series. And now they're the world stage. We're like, oh yeah, Europe dropped off. <laughs> Europe's bad yeah. this year. Yeah. It's uh, well, yeah. of course, regardless of like you said, we don't know which team Splice would play. Spoiler two, if they're gonna yeah. play it. So it's gonna, you know, when we're guessing gambling lines, we cannot assume like, oh yes, this is the team that Splice will play. Spoiler two. I, of the three, where would you rank Royal Never Give Up as far as most likely to least likely? Least likely. Yeah. I think they're the least likely just because Mata and Uzi just are going to com- just completely style on Kabe and Mickey. Yeah. Just sorry. There, there's no easier way to put it. I think Looper is just an incredibly safe top laner, mm-hmm. um, which we haven't seen like the Looper carry game yet, um, which as, as we get later into the tournament is more and more likely to happen because if you remember Samson White, it was the later stages of the tournament where all of a sudden he like turned it on and was like, I'm an unstoppable killing machine out of the top lane. And everyone's like, well, that's what you get from the singed main. Just, he needs to ramp up. Takes like, you know, two weeks for him to ramp up, but he'll get there. And then you don't chase him. And that's basically Looper's career in a nutshell. Yeah. I I think they're the least likely. They're just the strongest talent team, I think, across the board. I want him to bring out the Singed again. That was so much fun. He will. It might be this this game. He did it in the Chinese playoffs, and it it was a win. So I want to see it happen again. And the the right matchup? uh, The Samsung skin. Against like a Poppy? I think that'd be like a great pick. If they, if yeah, I feel like Haunters or someone went like Poppy top. I think Singe would be a perfect pick into that because Crossing Poppy things. isn't really going to be able to punish it. Like she wants to chase you down, and you're Singed, and you're like, hey, Poison Trail, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it, that would be fun. I'm that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. Where do you see the line, Walter? I have it as Royal at minus four fifty. Okay, you get this one. Hey, I said Royal minus five hundred. It is Royal minus four hundred. Okay. Splice a little, plus two seventy five. 
a little Chinese disrespect. It's but... a little. It's a little low. Um, I, I think when you put it in the context of the other two splice lines, it'll start kind of making sense. Which okay. let's get to the next one: PSM versus splice. How like you know? Again, most likely to least likely. Second. You say okay. So I and and honestly, I, I agree with you as well. Maybe Wonder could do something against Hanser. Like, is that if you're if you're Yamato Cannon, you have to come up with an idea of how you're going to beat TSM. Yeah. What are you most afraid of as a TSM fan? Cannon. Hmm. Cannon. I think that's the pick for Wonder. Um. It it makes up for some of his his. It's a really good laning pick, and he's a pretty good laner actually. And like through last year and the through this year and the year before, he's been a pretty good laner building up a nice uh, CS differential. Um, it gives a lot for Trashy to work with coming into the lane. Um, if he's going to play Rek'Sai or Lee Sin or Elise, um, especially Elise, like Elise Cannon would be a really dirty lane for them to have up against Haunters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just works well into anything. Like, what is Haunters going to play at that point? Maybe Rumble. And Rumble is just going to auto-push into someone that has, into a duel that has two stuns. So, like, I take Elise and Cannon over Elise Sin and Rumble combination every single day. So I think they want Cannon and they want Elise. I think that's like their big pick. And on red side, it's unlikely that that would happen unless you leave up Nidalee for Sven Skarin. And then that would, like, I don't want to leave Nidalee up for Sven Skarin. I mean, honestly. So Syndrop, like, it's, it's weird. If you're TSM, I almost think you leave it up and you try to bait Trashy into making that pick. Because Trashy has shown that's what he's going to gravitate towards. And he has not looked good at that champion. It's uh, it's the same champion that we used to make fun of him for all the time when he was on enemy. He he tries way too hard to make some plays. He he'll somehow get out farmed by a Lee Sin. Like it just isn't. Yeah. It isn't good when that happens for him. And I think if you're yeah. TSM, you just first pick whatever you want, and you try to bait Trashy into taking the Nidalee because you're afraid of Sven Skarin getting it. And either you get the Nidalee, go team, or you don't. You know. Or Trashy takes it, and you feel pretty happy. Well, about there's that there's well. no reason you should be banning Nidalee on blue side, anyways. No, like it's fair. gonna be a splice ban, um, unless Splice are trying to like trick TSM into taking it. Which if I'm Svenskar and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that, no problem. <laughs> we take so. those. Uh, where do you think the line is, Walter? Uh, I have TSM at minus five hundred. And again, my my bad luck continues because I also said minus five hundred, and this is TSM minus four seventeen. So only slightly above what we saw from Royal Never Give Up. Splice played them closer. It makes sense. I, I, I think a lot of it just says, you know, what do you think the real gap is between TSM and Royal Never Give Up? It's not a lot. Remember, we're talking in plus minus odds because they're the easiest to explain in, in dollars and or whatever currency you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it doesn't matter the currency. I, I, I had someone actually uh, comment on Reddit recently. It was like, you know, could you use the decimals? Because I don't know what that means in pesos. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a hundred of your currency. It's fine, I promise. Um, yeah. But regardless, it's it's not a huge difference, minus 400 to minus 417. We're looking mm-hmm. at a logarithmic scale on a decimal uh, system. Yeah. It's like 0. 0.2 points. Like, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And that, that just, I think, says so much about how much respect that they have for both of these teams and how much people are saying the same kind of things you are, right? You know, splice for everything negative that I've said about them. And I've said a lot of negative things about them. If you go back to my team preview, I thought they were going to go. I still think they are, but at the same time, 
there is enough talent on that roster. There's enough youth. There are enough people that are willing to take risks. There aren't as many clear liabilities. You know, you look at mm-hmm. G2, they had clear liabilities. Perks was a liability. Expect was a liability. Splice is losing because the teams they're playing are more cohesive than they are. Yeah. And that has a chance to change if someone overlooks them or doesn't plan properly or whatever else. So I, I think that's why the lines are maybe a little lower than some people might have expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, would you take Splice a plus 290? Not against Royal or TSM. Or, yeah. I wouldn't take it against either of those two teams. Yeah. I, I, think the, I think the Samsung game is really where, where Splice is going to... Well, Throw this game and throw this group for a loop, and 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 we'll get there. But first, we got to get to Samsung versus Royal Never Give Up. Now, what I'm I'm getting this vibe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I no. think you're lower on Samsung than I am. I think that's what I've, I've gotten as a whole I'm, year. I'm a little lower on Samsung, yes, because yeah. I think ta- the talent is a little less than TSM and Royal. I think, I think those two teams are more talented. I think that is undoubtedly true. However, okay. that did not matter the last time these two teams matched up. It was a Samsung victory. I wouldn't say con- convincing is the wrong word because that makes it sound like Royal got blown out, which was not at all the case. But it was never in doubt either. It was a very complete game. It had a very clear plan start to finish. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was one that I think was executed very well. So certainly I think that Samsung have shown that they understand how Royal wants to play and mm-hmm. has a plan to upset that. What do you think Royal does to try to fix to change that to make sure they're not caught out by that kind of mistake again? Don't give up a double kill to Skarnar in the bot lane at level four. Yeah, I re- I really think that was a huge crux in it because the entire rest of that laning phase, Uzi and Mata, anytime their flash were down, they were like, "Uh, Skarnar might come kill us." Yeah, like Scar- like we have to play super super scared. Um, and we saw that from from multiple times when Skarnar was played. The teams were really, really, really scared of the Skarnar. Yeah. Like anytime flashes are down, they're like, okay, now we have to literally sit under our towers. And sometimes it didn't matter. Like, at TSM, sometimes they're just like, yeah, we're just going to go under the tower. Who cares? Like, <laughs> and, and kill, you know, impale and pull you back out. So I, I don't think that happens again, and mm-hmm. I don't think he plays Skarnar again. Um, they're blue side, so Ambition's really going to have his choice of what of like the top tier junglers he wants. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It, it was weird to me that Royal struggled against Skarner so much because Skarner is a pick that, at least in competitive play, we've always seen do best when it's a surprise. And the surprise is that Royal tried to use it against TSM the first time they matched up, and then the Aurelian Soul bug happened. We never see that game. Mm-hmm. But Royal knows how Skarner works. They clearly felt confident enough with the champion to play it. So they mm-hmm. know the pathing, they know where he's likely to gank, and they still got caught out. And, and I don't know whether that's arrogance. I don't know, you know, let, let's be honest here. Uzi and Mata are not shy about thinking, you know, how good they are as, as individual players. Was, that's not something that they've ever shied away from. It was definitely a good play from, from Core JJ and Ruler, hit, you know, connecting with the double roots, and then, oh, sure. then Skarnar appears with a stun. Like, it was definitely well executed by them and in all honesty i think that royal had a really good composition against the skarner we're talking about nami cassiopeia caitlin jace is the one that i go like okay now you're kind of like now you're going way too hard on this poke composition when you already have an italy and you don't really have a tank to body block the skarner right um and then you know samson ends it with a cannon like you can't do anything against a cannon skarner coming in against that team there's just not enough disengage to peel them off yeah so i think that skarner was really able to snowball the game off of those two kills because he was able to get tanky very quickly he was able to get into his tier 2 boots he was able to really just move around the map and 
a Skarner that's got that has some some gold early on can art out farm in Italy. Because of the the altars, he really gains a lot of mana regen. He gains a lot of attack speed on some of the smaller camps, and he can really just skitter through his jungle much quicker than an Italy can, which seems very weird. Yeah. Um, so I I think I'm a little higher on Royal just because I don't see that double kill happening again, so and I view it as a as a huge crux in what Samson was able to accomplish in that ser- in that game. Yeah, and I'm I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you on that. I think. The idea that you can count on an Uzi mod a double kill, like, good luck with that. Like, that's, yeah. that's not a strategy that you really want to reply, uh, rely upon in the long term. What you really have to ask yourself at the end of the day is, how did that double kill happen? Yes, it was executed well, but it also should have been expected. And, and Uzi and Mata were pushed up. And there's this idea, and, and, you know, we can talk, you know, back and forth about, you know, whether you or I personally agree that Korea has this kind of, you know, dominance, this infrastructure, this whatever. It doesn't, but okay. But it's certainly something that Chinese teams seem to believe. When you look at how Chinese teams try to match up against Korean teams, a Royal Never Give Up looked so much more aggressive than they did in their TSM game, where they were very patient, very methodical. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't push up waves. They were willing to cede certain objectives. Against yeah. Samsung, it almost felt like they felt this pressure that we need to make a play now because if it gets to the late game, it gets to the macro decisions, it's a Korean team, they'll be smarter than us. I don't, I, you know, that's just the, the sense that I got when I was rewatching the VOD. That's just this, this kind fair. of pressure to over push the lane. And so it doesn't matter whether it's real or not, it's real in, in the mentality that they took to it. And I think sounds like they need be, a weld in. I think every team could use a Weldon, to be honest with you, but that's oh, that's another argument. I'm saying that sarcastically. I know. Well, you look, I'm always going to be in favor of, of psychologists on everything. That's just how I am. But at the end of the day, I, I think that Royal you know, got beat once. I, I don't think they're going to let that happen again just because I think they're going to be prepared for it. I think they're going to be ready for it. Yeah. Where do you think the line is, Walter? I have the line at Royal... Minus one twenty. Yeah, you get this one, and I just I feel dumb, really, with my line. <laughs> I feel dumb because I said Samsung minus one twenty. It's like why would Samsung be favored other than the fact that they won the last two times they played? I mean, I mean the last time they played, I should say, not two times. It would be going way too far back in Samsung's history to to give them credit. But you know, I, I look at the head of the head. I, I just said to myself, like, well, Samsung won that game. They look really good with Core Right, but they lost to TSM. Yeah, but that, that's not a bad loss to me. I don't I don't see any of the losses. They lost to a Western team. That's the problem. That's, they lost to a Western team. Yeah, and that's what the gamblers were looking at. The actual line is minus 135 for our Royal Never Give Up. They are the favorites. It's Samsung plus 105. It, and the problem there is it's not enough value. It, it's, it's even less value than you get against TSM. I'm not sure, you know, with this core JJ rotating much more efficiently version of Samsung, what we're going to see here and how much the upset value is. But I'm going to put it this way. When it's a plus 15 and plus 105, you're not really getting not, it. There's not a lot there. You, you no. should trust your gut. You know, minus 149 is not a bad line for TSM. Right. You know, if, you know, minus 135 for Royal is certainly not a bad line. Uh, if you think that Royal is good, and I happen to think that Royal could be, you know, you're talking about the fourth and fifth best teams in the tournament could come out of this group. I think Royal right now is my run, front runner for the number five spot. That's where I have. I would agree. Right now. I, would, I would absolutely agree. And absolutely. I th- and I think that 
you know, at minus 135, I take that team every time, no matter yeah. what I think about Samsung's infrastructure. I think Royals yep. just, you know, because Royal has great infrastructure. Royal's got a really good coach. They've got really smart players, veteran players. I'm not worried about them. I think it's I'm going to be really hard for those three teams to like 2-0 each other. Like even TSM versus Samsung, like I look at that and go, there's a really good chance that Samsung can win this game. I just think it's going to be incredibly hard for those two teams, for these three teams to all be like, yeah, we went 2-0 against this one team. And, and it, I could just see this being a, you know, 3-3 split. And Yeah, I, I would love to see the three-way 4-2 teaser where they all yeah. got revenge against each other. And so yeah. we have to do it all over again. I would love nothing more than that. As, and then as you have the next game, and that will throw everything for a loop because Splice will beat Samsung. Wow. Wow. Well, okay. Th- this is the game that I think if Splice is going to win a game, it's going to be this one. I, I understand. I, I want to hear your Yamato cannon. Mm-hmm. What's your play? Cannon. How, how do you beat Samsung? Cannon. Cannon Elise. Just cannon. Go after Kuve. Go after Kuve. Tell your bot lane to just play incredibly safe mm-hmm. and don't put Senkooks on Cassiopeia. He's bad at it. Get him on something else. Get him on the Malzahar. I think Malzahar would actually be really good for him mm-hmm. uh, against uh, against Crown. Crown's been Crown's been really weird. He's looked like really really good at times, and he's looked really really like scared at times. Well, well, welcome so. to Crown, right? His champion pool tells the whole story. You know, he, yeah. When he's on something he feels very comfortable with, his victor being one of those things, he looks really freaking good. Uh, yeah. When he's on anything outside of that champion pool, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like he's an entirely different player, and certainly limited champion pools is something that Trashy's uh, certainly going to be able to sympathize with. And it's one of the things that, you know, can you get the one v one Wonder over Kuve? Absolutely. I think the idea that Wonder is going to play as badly as he did, I, I am a firm believer in regression to the mean. Mm-hmm. Which you know, as Bill Barnwell would say, that's a you know a statistical mistake to make. But patterns would suggest that Wonder plays better than he did last week. Yeah, it would be that's really hard to imagine him playing much worse than he played last week. And so, if you think that he can make you know a play, you know, get trashy going. Look, I I'm gonna put it this way: if Mountain can figure out how to play Nidalee, trashy can figure it out. Like if like that's where I'm at right now. Even, Throwing some shade. Even AHQ found. Look, man, you did not watch his Taiwanese <laughs> Nidalee, man. I, I, I am the defender not, no, of the correct. LMS, and I can tell you right now, that's not something you subject yourself to willingly. Uh, it is. It, it's great that it's not as terrible as it was, but that's you know, Splice had another week. They know what the meta is going to be. Trashy needs Lee to Sin. be able to play. Yeah. Look, if Trashy can play the Lee Sin, we'll play the Lee Sin. Like. Whatever it is he needs to do, I don't care what it is, but he has to do something different than he did last week because last week was not good. And no. you, you know, you say what you, you will about Wonder. I think Wonder we judge more harshly because we have higher expectations of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. But in all reality, I think Trashy played just as bad, if not worse. Oh, absolutely. And I, absolutely. I think that that's you know, the concern for me is you have to win the 2v2. And Ambition mm-hmm. is playing well at this tournament. It's in his meta pool. So... Yep. Did Trashy pick some things up? I certainly think it's in play. I, I agree with you that given that you have to attack the top lane, this is the weakest of the three top lanes. Yep. I'm just, I, I'm very, very hesitant to give Splice credit against any of these teams just because I think, you know, in a perfect world, like Samsung could be a quarterfinalist in a different group. 
Like they are not oh, a bad team by absolutely. any means. So absolutely. it's going to be hard, but we'll see. Where do you think the line is, Walter? Um, unless Trashy somehow decides to bring back like Gragas in the meta, maybe possibly. I have Samsung at minus four fifty. See, I said Samsung minus five hundred, and you're going to notice a trend here. Um, which is that I picked minus 500 like, for all three of these teams against Splice because I figured they all beat each other once. I don't see that much of a gap, and I don't mm-hmm. see why Splice should be considered close to any of them. Mm. Apparently, that was a silly way to see things. Uh, the actual line is minus 370. And with that, Walter, mm-hmm. I believe you have a two-point lead over me right now overall. You secure the day with that, for the record. I so have a... I have a three-point lead over you. That it should be twenty-five to twenty-three right now. Uh, I have the official. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I okay. On, t- on today, I have a three-point lead on you. Yeah, today, today I, you have a three-point lead. Yes, yeah. now I'm ahead because of you I split too. the two games that I would have won because you were just as smart as I was. You monster! This is the worst. I've been I have been so excited about being ahead this entire time. I had a lead for six days. I am the Flash <laughs> Wolves of this podcast. I was leading up until the very end, and here I am blowing it in front of everybody. It's not. This is not what I wanted. This is not what you know. I just I talked to my buddy Coobs, and he was like, "It's all about the late game, man. Play for the late game. Play for that ninety minute game." Here we are. We're entering the 70th minute. And, Can we get uh, cubes on this podcast? Is it a, I mean, what else is he doing? Like, he's got to be available, right? You got to wow. imagine. It's worth, it's, it's worth a shot. I don't know. He was wearing a Cloud9 bomber jacket today. Does that... I, that doesn't help me. I, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> I think there are a lot of things we could say about Koobs, but none of them can be on this podcast. So we're going to move forward. Game of the night. Possibly game of the group stage just in terms of sheer hype going in. Royal versus TSM. Look, we didn't know that Albus Knox versus Ross was going to be a battle of two three-in-one powerhouses, okay? Like, if we had that in retrospect... Yeah, let's hurry it up here, boys. Which, for the record, can we just apologize to the the fans of the podcast? Because I feel like you and I both subconsciously underrated Albus Knox because we wanted to not jinx them really badly. Like, I was just so afraid that if we said, I don't care about the stats, I think Albus Knox is going to figure it out. Like, that would have just ruined the entire thing. So we right, just avoided but, but the possibility we can't, whatsoever. We can't say that because we know the casinos don't think that. And we're gambling. We're, we're betting against the casinos here. But I'm talking about we could have advertised those smart money bets a little bit more. I know several of our fans. I think we had one on Twitter. I'm going to try to get his name right now because yeah. he deserves a shout out. He's been making a lot of... You know, because he's in Europe and you're allowed to gamble online there, he's been uh, doing quite well for himself betting on nobody but Albus Knox Luna. Taking that dank paper. And by the way, guys, fans, we, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, please do, uh, you know, share your, th- uh, your your betting slips with us when you get the opportunity. I can't, I can't find it now. I'll look for it. I'll give you a shout out in the comments section, uh, whoever you are. Uh, and thank you for listening. <laughs> but this is going to be an exciting game. I, I mean, this is the game where I thought it was the most technically proficient game of the first round. I thought, you know, as far as both teams being neck and neck and really having to outsmart each other for every little inch, I thought this game was really impressive from both sides. Like, I, you know, TSM obviously lost the game, but I didn't feel like... It was a bad loss. I felt like they played against a team who played at their very best, and it just wasn't 
quite enough. And, and maybe, yeah. you know, all it takes is maybe Oriana is a more damage-oriented champion and you give Bjergsen the opportunity to do some things, you know, outside of some of the, you know, just the team fights and maybe things are different. You know, mm. it's, it's those little things that, you know, that this game came down to. But it wasn't it wasn't the Oriana early game. Like, the Oriana early game matched up with Svenskir and Lee Sin was really good. They oh, were kicking great. off... Xiaohu, like they were they were playing really well. It just got into like late game macro decision making where double lift and biofrost positioning were was questionable. They were not respectful to the Mata Alistar. I think Alistar just gets banned. I think TSM just banned Alistar and says Mata beat us with something else. I think that all Western teams should be banning Alistar against Eastern teams. I you know, this is one of those picks where the Eastern teams, whether it's China or Korea, are all playing it. It's now eight and one, I believe. It's either eight and one or nine and one after uh, the Group A games that we've seen so far. But either way, it's incredibly dominant, and mm. all of the Eastern teams. This is clearly something they've been playing for a while, and they are, you know, completely capable of pulling it out and making game-defining plays with it. Just don't give it to them, especially not Mata, especially not a guy who was once. The MVP of a world championship team. Not nine and one. That is nine Alistar is is nine and one. And the shout out to our friend on Twitter at CDR is OP. The final countdown. Congratulations final on countdown. gambling on Elvis Knox Luma Luna all throughout the group stage and making a bunch of money. Yeah, there's there's the guy. Thank you, Walter, for actually spending the ten extra seconds that I didn't <laughs> do to get to switch over to our other Twitter. Oh boy, tweet deck OP. Tweet deck. Yeah, but Alistar is nine one. I just think TSM bans it out yeah. because Mata showed that he could play Nami pretty well in the Splice game, but against Samsung, it it was not good. So I think you challenge him and you say, "Are you going to bring out the Thresh? Are you going to bring out another playmaker?" Because the way teams are playing Nami, River from Esports Wiki, I think she's going to have an aneurysm from how poorly teams are utilizing Nami Ultimate. Yeah. because folks. As a gold player here, mm-hmm. Nami's ultimate is not for engage. No. Unless it's used as a secondary engage, like against a Sejuani Frozen 2, where they're already CC'd and you're guaranteed to hit your ultimate. Yeah. You should be holding your ultimate as a disengage, because when those divers come into your enemy, t- into your team, you ult, you disengage, you knock them up, and then you bubble them immediately, and your 80 carry Jin roots them and just blows them up, and you go, haha, Aurelia, nice try. So please, professional supports, please listen to myself and River, us low-tier players that instead make our money analyzing you and and collecting stats about you. Listen to us instead. Don't use Nami Wave for Engage. This has been a public service announcement. Look, River puts so much time and effort and heart into running Esportspedia for all of wikis. us. Wikis. Wikis. No, Esports Wikis. wikis. Esports wikis. wikis. I don't know what I just said there. Esports Wikis. Esports Wikis. I will hop on top of you. So much time and effort. Well, you know, it's an incredible site. I love esports wikis. We use it for everything uh, because not in the Trump way either. Like we actually use the site. Yeah, no, this is actually just an incredible (laughs) thing that she's made. And if you, you know, you should repay her work and dedication to the scene by landing a half decent nominal. Like that's all she asks people. This, you know. Oh man, I was about to make a terrible joke about Hurricane Andrew, but we're gonna keep mo- or Hurricane Matt, I should say. But we're gonna keep moving on. Uh, I, look, I, I agree with you. I I really do think that Mata needs to be challenged. I think the next answer for him though is the Tom Kench. 
it's another tanky support that is playmaking and saves whatever. But I mean, you'd still rather that than engage. It's it's a different kind of engage, um, but it certainly provides uh, a nice amount of disengage without having to worry about giving River any heart attacks, which is quite nice. I think is sure. a little side bonus. Funny from the River King. Yeah, it's... I walked right into that. I don't. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, you know, much like all of the bushes that I end up getting uh, killed into when I play League of Legends in my silver, my low silver play. Uh, I just walked right into that, and, and I deserve everything. It's okay. I was Ivern. I just popped the bush on top of you. I was just like, here you go. This is a 30-second tangent, but did you see the Daniel Klein tweet about uh, Ivern today? I did not. What did he say? He said that the best passive-aggressive thing you can say to another champion designer after their new champion comes out is to say, man, that champion sure is fair. <laughs> This is from Daniel Klein, who made Lucian and Azir, correct? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I think like he made like a bunch of those champions where we're like, you're a dick. I C- hate certainly T with Yasuo. I love that. He did, he, I loved his uh, his thing earlier. He said something along the lines of, "Why did you make Yasuo? So it would kill you over and over again until you learned how to beat it." Like you know what, man? Like good for you. We need some sadist on the team. We've already got our anime fans that are clearly running riot now. After the brilliant Star Guardian trailer that makes my heart happy on the inside. I I loved it. I was not even gonna I wish you could see my face. I know I look, I can feel your face through the camera. I know what you're thinking. It's, I'm gonna it, buy the jinx skin because it's jinx and I love jinx, but like I'm gonna buy I might have accidentally just bought all of the skins in like a haze, like just a mesmerized, <laughs> hypnotized. You created five more accounts just so you could buy them. <laughs> I mean, look, I I I loved it. I thought it was really stylized. I think Riot's just made a lot of in, you know good moves lately. We need to get back to this game. Yeah, I was about to be like, all right, let's 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 drag <laughs> it back here. What as a TSM fan, what scares you most? I mean, we already talked about they're probably going to ban the Alistar. You know, they're on red side now. You know, we we think that you know at the very least, you know, Royal they played a very dangerous game last time around. As far as, you know, giving up all those objectives, like they really needed to pull off perfect fights and they did, but that is a hard way to go. If you're trying to win consistently, what are you most afraid of? I want to say Mata, but we've already just spent 10 minutes discussing Mata before we we tangented. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say the looper carry game. Mm. If he hasn't had a carry game against Samsung or Splice by now, like by this game, like it's the last game. It will probably decide who's the one or two seed out of the group. It's just screams like Looper play Jace and just styles on us. And and that's uh, other than Mata being the god that mm-hmm. he is. And you know, at one time we were saying, well, is Faker or Mata really the best player in the world? Like, yeah, you know, as Looper. as someone who's inheriting, you know, TSM because I'm North American and therefore I must root for all North American teams. Absolutely. Unless they're playing wild cards, in which case I have a one-time exemption. Um, <laughs> one-time exemption every time? Yeah, every time. <laughs> <laughs> one-time exemption per day. They, only, they can only play each other once per day, so it counts. Um, what if Elvis Knox played, like, Cloud Knight or TSM in the quarterfinals? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, North America. You can't... Look, as, but uh, then your exemption's gone. You can only use it once per day, and there's I, five I, games. I believe Mike Pence said that you always have to be aware of the Russian bear 
who's who's hibernating but can always wake up at any moment, even though no one had ever said that. I I the Russian bear has been awoken. I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna keep rooting for it. Nice. But when I but if I'm inheriting TSM, the thing that scares me, and and no one wants to talk about it, and I understand why, because he's played so well. There are people that have genuinely said the phrase, I think Sven Skaren is the best jungler at Worlds right now. And I don't necessarily disagree with what that, based off the three games we've seen so far, he's been amazing. Has Sven Skaren ever put six perfect games together in a row? That concerns me. Like, you're looking I, at a really amazing jungler in MSG. I would say in the playoffs... I would say the CLG and Cloud9 series, even the game they lost against Cloud9, Svenskaren played really, really well. He's great. I mean, look, he, he's going to be very good, but is he going to be able to... Is there a chance that MLXG just goes off and Svenskaren has one off game because it's very hard to play at the level that he's been playing at? Uh, I mean, the, I no, no, you're we've not only seen one. We've only seen one MLXG game where he goes, like, goes off, goes off. Like, okay. I, see, here's the thing. Like we say, like, oh, are you scared of Svenskaren? If you're if you're a royal fan, are you scared of Svenskaren? They have Bjergsen and Double Lift. Like you say, are you scared of MLXG? I'm like, they have Uzi and Mata and Looper. Like MLXG is an afterthought to me, which that shouldn't be because he's an amazing, amazing juggler. And I think he might be the best juggler in China because well, Clear Love has been unimpressive to me. Yeah, we'll see how Clear Love does uh, when, so. when the Group C games go down, which technically have already happened by the time you're listening to this. That is But true. we're using our fancy time machine to get to where you are now. So I can tell you guys you want to gamble on EDG to win all three of their games, <laughs> and you want AHQ to win two of their games. Well, we already did that episode. One of their games. We, we already did that episode. So, you were... I, but I'm just telling them, like, you guys need. I'm, I'm, I'm from the future. Like, I'm telling you what you like, what you want to gamble on. Oh wait, this isn't live. What, do, what do they want to gamble Jeez. on? TSM versus Royal Walter. Where do you think the line is? I have the most TSM fan line ever. Mm-hmm. TSM minus one forty-five. Yeah, that was a little TSM fanny. I, I get the point here. What? I, I, I don't it, sweep it? I keep it within one. I get one point this entire day by myself. It's 25-24 overall on the challenge, so I'm within one after I had such a nice lead, too. It's day eight. I'm really, I'm going to like do a super deep dive just to find my way back. Karma, dude, you keep taunting me about it. You keep, you bring up the loco picture every single time. It's like, it's about to bite you in the butt now, buddy. It's, uh, it's not looking great, but I do get this one. I said TSM minus 130. Even odds minus one fifteen. That sounds right. I thought you were gonna go higher on TSM. No, I look. I thought you were gonna go TSM minus one fifty. I think all three of these teams. Like I'm a little bit higher on Samsung than you are. I still think they're the weakest of the three. <laughs> I I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I think they're very smart. I love what they do as far as macro rotations when Core JJ is in the lineup. I think okay. their neutral objectives are a lot better. I think their rotations are a lot better. I think they hide some of their mechanical deficiencies a lot better. And when we talk about mechanical deficiencies, we're not talking about a massive gap. We're looking at, you know, a, basically a Chinese and North American super teams, right? Like Royal was supposed to be the super team in China. Yeah. They were playing in the harder of the two groups, and they just completely crapped the bed when they played EDG in the finals, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, that was a series that we should have had a lot of fun with, and yeah. they just decided not to show up. But 
these are super teams that they're going up against, which means that you have to play basically perfectly in order to get mm-hmm. a win. And that's why I don't think Splice is going to get one against either one. And it's why, controversially, I don't think Samsung gets a win against either of those teams. I think Chess. Samsung ends up 3-3. Three and three, And I think this game decides the group. And that's why I'm excited for it more than anything else. Because I think this game could not only decide the group, but could decide you know, how much your liver is ready for whatever comes on Sunday, whatever the Bills are doing. What I, don't, I haven't looked at your schedule yet. They play against St. They're, they're in St. Uh, not St. Louis, Los Angeles. Oh, man. See, I, I thought I was bad earlier when I didn't say eSports wikis when I should have, but that was that was hurtful. They lost. That's a whole city that just felt some pain there. They don't they're playing the St. Louis Rams <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> that's fair. I can dig that. And hopefully... Get at me. You guys dig the podcast. It was uh, We are going to continue churning out episodes for you guys. Uh, Sunday, tomorrow, by the time you guys listen to this, we will put out our Guest Alliance podcast for Group B. So you're definitely going to want to come back for that if you enjoyed this. Uh, you can find that on our YouTube page. If you just search Rough Drafts Podcast, you'll be able to find all of our stuff there. Uh, we're so, so close to getting that URL. I check every day. You guys have done a nice job subscribing. Really appreciate it. You know, keep doing that. It really does make a big difference for us. Um, you know, I've, I'm gonna, I've responded to all of your comments today. I'm even checking our email, roughdraftspodcast.gmail.com, at gmail.com, I should say. Uh, we have one. We didn't check it for like a month. But if you guys, I, I saw some people saying like, oh, I wish I could talk to them, but I don't have a Twitter. It's like, okay, there's our email. Now you can talk to us. Of course, I do think that you should have fun with our Twitter. Uh, I'm at Redshirt King. If you want to talk to me about anything I said, Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? Yeah, you guys could find me at C80s underscore LOL. Definitely come back tomorrow because Chase and I had a very, very long argumentative discussion off off air earlier today that we were recording. And uh, yeah, you guys are just going to see me completely and utterly disrespect Flash Wolves for Chase's insolence to argue against me like that. Look, so I, Flash Wolves are going to be like plus 10,000 odds every single series. It, it, that's fine. I need to get some points back. So please, please do that. <laughs> um, and please do follow at Rough Drafts Pod on Twitter. That's where we do our live tweeting. And I do want to say really quick, because, you know, I, I can't forget you audio-only listeners, soundcloud.com slash esportsroughdrafts, iTunes, you can search Rough Drafts there. We're going to keep churning out this audio content for you guys. We love doing the video, because I think our expressions, you know, we, we I, I'd so, like to think that, you know, the, the terrible stares that Walter gives me when I say something that he hates, I think it's, it's, it's worthwhile. But, look, I listen to all my podcasts on the go-to, so definitely subscribe there, download it, do whatever you want. Uh, we give the people what they want, which is great content. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about Group B. And by then, we should have a plan on when our next live stream is going to be. We're going to recap everything from week two. We did a live stream of that last time around. It was a ton of fun. We want to do another one. We're going to give you the details on that tomorrow. So be sure to come back. And until then, goodbye, Internet.